Hello, hello. My name is April Malone with Yes, I Work From Home, and this is the podcast. Today, I have my neighbor, Andrew Jones, uh, from here in Gilbert, Arizona with us. And Andrew, if you don't mind, I'm going to have you go ahead and do the introduction or go ahead and tell everyone what you do. <laughs> I don't want to mess it up, but we met because my daughter is cat sitting for you. Actually, no, we met because we bought a refrigerator from you. Uh, two blocks down the street, and we found another neighbor who had a truck and we switched out the refrigerator and it was a heck of a job. <laughs> and we put another refrigerator from our kitchen into the garage and that was how we met. And then when you needed a cat sitter, my daughter was, was the one. Yes. Yes. Um, and you were obviously very helpful with cat sitting too. So thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it, it's nice to have neighbors and make new friends. So why don't exactly. you tell everybody what you do and then we'll go from there. Sure. All right. Um, so my name is Andrew Jones. I live in Gilbert and uh, I um, so I work for a consulting firm, public consulting group, and I work for one of their divisions as a data analyst. Um, so my team has been contracted out to several um, entities. Um, and so I kind of do a lot of reimbursement optimization and um, just a lot of analysis on data that's coming in. So. And you've been working from home for how long? Uh, so basically, I'm a, a, I started with the pandemic. Uh, I mean, I guess, so one of the perks that we'll probably get into later when I first started with my um, with public consulting group is I got to work from home one day a week. So when that started, uh, or when I started with them, I had that. So I was working from home one day a week, kind of getting a feel for that. And then when the pandemic started, we just went 100% full-time work from home. Um, yeah. Did you say how long you've been working with this firm? Like how long ago did oh, you start sorry. that work yes. from home? Yes, so I've, I've been working with uh, PCG since April of 2018. Okay, so we got about three years in. Yep. Or so. <laughs> um and what did you start taking advantage of that work from home one day a week thing immediately or was it an optional thing? Uh, no, it wasn't immediate. Uh, it definitely, you know, wanted to, because it's considered a perk, you had to kind of get your feet wet with the company and make sure you're a good employee and everything. And then uh, we were able to get that feature. So, Can you talk a little bit about what that was like when you started working from home that one day a week? Had you ever done it before? Uh, not really. Um, I mean, I'd done a few things for previous firms where I'd be able to, to do uh, if I was not feeling well, or I could take this meeting from home or, um, you know, that type of thing, but re not really. Um, so that was my first entrance into the work from home uh, world. I like to kind of like dig around into this whole part where people started going home, uh, working from home for the first time, just because that's where I feel like a lot of our listeners are kind of like in those waters right now. Um, obviously people have been doing it for 18 months, more or less, but some mm -hmm. people are still, you know, new to this. So when you started, uh, taking advantage of that perk that you had, uh, were you already working off a laptop or were there any equipment changes that you needed to be able to work from home at that point? Did you have a desk? Yeah, I had, uh, we already had a desk and, um, and I work off of a laptop. So that was pretty easy to just take that home and plug in. Uh, I'm somebody who really likes to have multiple screens. Um, mm -hmm. It's one of those things where I got the taste of it a few jobs ago. And I'm like, 
yeah, I, my brain works so much better that way. So we already had a monitor. So I had a lot of the things that I needed to be able to work from home um, previously. And so I was just able to, to pretty seamlessly do that and have, have that be a, a function of my work. Did you already have a dedicated room for your one day a week from home thing? Uh, yeah. So we have, um, we have a, a desktop computer, um, my wife and I, cause, cause we're old school like that. And um, <laughs> so we had kind of a, a computer room. It's also where a lot of our instruments are. So that was, um, that was where I started uh, working from home was in that room. Okay. Uh, then once the pandemic hit and uh, Natalie also had to work from home, um, I gave her that area and because um, it was right by the router so she could have a more secure connection, uh, mm-hmm. consistent connection without wireless dropping because she had to be on video more often than me. Right. Um, and then I went upstairs and I kind of made my own office. Okay. So I've been in your home. Uh, <laughs> so I'm imagining this must be the room that's in between your garage and your kitchen is kind of like yeah. a cutout area. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Um, and you started there for that first year or two more right. or less. And then she took that space and uh, it's the two of you. So it's not like people were going to be like running through. It's, I mean, it's kind of a foot traffic area, but not really high foot tra- traffic since. Right. It would be a high foot traffic if there were more people in our house, yeah. but it's just her and I, so no yeah. problem. <laughs> right. And then you moved upstairs. So did you have to like gut out a guest room or how did that work out? Um, kind of. I mean, we we had two guest rooms and um, the one uh, we really weren't using that much. Uh, so I kind of just made it more into an official office uh, type space, uh, brought some monitors from the office so that then I could have everything that I needed. Uh, Natalie was using the monitor downstairs, so mm-hmm. um, was able to, you know, just spread out a little bit more with all of the stuff I use. She was working with the school system. Right. So they were doing like um, video meetings. Did anyone ever hardwire to that router or were you using Wi-Fi, both of you? Uh, for, you know, she has the option to hardwire, but it, um, she would only do it if, if she remembered or, you know, felt that it was necessary. A lot yeah. of times she just opened it up. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, she, she, it just really depended on what she wanted to do. So. And how long has she been back to working on site again? Oh, um, I mean, since springtime of last year, I'm not entirely sure. Yeah. Was she home for a year or not quite? No, not quite a year. No. Okay. So uh, then you transitioned to all of a sudden being at home all the time working alone. Right. Right. (laughs) How did that... um, I guess, how did it feel originally when you two were working together and how has that morphed over time? Um, well, when we were together, it was, it was fine. Um, at first, I think we had some, well, I, th- I think this happened to a lot of people uh, where the strength of our internet was not as good um, mm-hmm. with two people being on it and then mm-hmm. just everybody in the neighborhood draining oh, the yeah. resources. Yeah. Um, cause even, you know, the, the Wi-Fi would be working, but you'd still have no internet signal. So <laughs> that was something that we had to deal with, with both of us. Um, 
but we got it figured out pretty quickly. Um, so then it was pretty simple. You know, sometimes our, our lunch breaks would align. Um, and so we'd, we'd be able to, to have lunch together. I think that at first um, we definitely would get a little sick of each other because <laughs> uh, you're seeing each other all day. And so we definitely needed to make sure we took breaks from being around each other. Yeah. Um, you know, even when the day ended, making sure that there was just time separated from each yeah. other. Yeah, I can get that. We were home, the five of us, for basically 16 months. And, you know, my husband is a homebody and he loves to be there. And I was the one that sometimes I would just be like, I need to go for a drive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and I love my family. And I, I think I just missed that normal part of my life that not that I even had a commute anymore because I was working from home, but um, driving errands, driving the kids to sports, driving the kids to, you know, like school. Right. I missed that. So, um, I guess we could go a few different directions. We could either talk about your work and some of the things that you do and how you get things done and how do you stay pro- uh, productive, or do you want to talk about some home balance stuff? Um, yeah, I mean, we can could, we could start with the work. Um, so, yeah, I, I have a pretty consistent schedule. Um, I'm, I usually start a little bit earlier now because I'm working from home, so no commute. Mm-hmm. Um, and so with that, um, I'm able to finish the day a little bit earlier than I used to when I was working from home. Mm -hmm. Um, and I guess I spend a lot of my time on the computer. Um, there's some parts of my job that due to the nature of our contracts, we still have like things that have to be mailed out. Uh, and so that part of the job was always done by a couple of different people um, at the office. And mm. because of the pandemic kind of just changed the whole process and it all came to me. <laughs> so, oh. um, which is totally fine. And, uh, and so now like that's one part of my job. And because of that, um, I still do go into the office about once a month, um, mm. but I'm the only one who's allowed access. Oh. And um just because it's just made it easier so we don't have to worry about, um, you know, getting, having any interactions that will increase the potential for the virus. Yeah. Uh, so I'm the only one who, who does that, but that's only about once a month. Um, and so then I have stuff that's mailed to my house instead of it being mailed to the office mm-hmm. um, um, every, every week or so. Does so, that mean you also need to like head over to the post office every, every once in a while? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm always, um, dropping things off instead of just having our local mail carrier ticket. I'm just taking it directly to the post office. Right. You said you changed your schedule and you started a little earlier. Are you working with uh, people who are in the same time zone or are you working with a team across time zones right now? So my most, my direct team is all in Arizona. Um, I do have a few people. I don't work with them consistently uh well one person i do who is in boston i work with them about once a week uh but the rest of the people that are spread out around the country um that i work with are kind of inconsistent when i would work with them so the hours are are, do vary but i have a pretty small direct team that i work with um all here in arizona 
did it affect anybody else when you adjusted your hours or did other people find themselves doing the same to get off earlier? Yeah, a, a lot of people did the same. <laughs> yeah. So um, I'm sure that any of my listeners have listened to more than one episode. I'm in Arizona. We don't change our time zone when everyone else does. Um, but basically what that translates into is me just telling people I'm the same as Pacific time for part of the year. And then I just tell them we're back to mountain time, you know, the rest of the year. So I still feel like I still have to pay attention to the time zone anyway. Why did you want to shift earlier? Uh, just because then um, there were things that I could get done um, after the, the day ended. Um and, and it would just be easier to get them done. Um, I'm not necessarily a morning person, but um, same. But <laughs> it it was one of those things where I was already before work. So my the office that I work with is in downtown Phoenix. Uh, okay. When I was going into the office, so my yeah. commute was over an hour uh, one way. It was yeah. Uh, so I was already before the pandemic started getting up sometimes five five thirty. So um, that's kind of why it was like, well, I'm already getting up this early. Um, you know, maybe I'll do some other things, but then I'm just going to start my shift earlier. Um, so then I was starting about starting work about 7 a.m. when I previously was starting about 8 or 830. Uh, were you getting up around the same time as your wife as she was getting ready for her yeah. school job? Exactly. There you go. And then. I guess that still leaves a couple hours at the end of the day to be able to run errands in a few places before the you know post office closed or something like that. Right, right. Run errands. I also, depending on the time of the year, um, I, so I started working out a lot more because um, again, I didn't have this commute. This, this that was over two hours of my day that I got back. Yeah. Um, so definitely try to utilize that to work out more. So whether it was it was during the summertime here in Arizona, I was working out in the morning, um, wintertime, sometimes in the afternoon. So one of the things that you wrote into the guest interest for was talking about how you started off working harder at the mm -hmm. beginning of the pandemic. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. Maybe uh, more? Well, <laughs> so part of the, um, part of my job, was impacted by the pandemic, um, just the work that we do, so that we had several fires that we were having to put out, not literal fires, but several problems having to address uh, when, the, when the pandemic started. So there was that aspect of it. But then once things kind of settled into a routine, it was still this nature of, well, I'm already here, like all of these things that I would normally have to do to get to work are not in the way anymore, so I'm just working all this time. And so I wasn't necessarily thinking about it, you know, about, okay, work time, not work time. So that to the point where it's like, okay, I worked until uh, 3.30, 4 o'clock in the afternoon, and then 7 o'clock at night, something pops into my head, and I just, well, okay, well, let me just go take a look at this on my laptop. Um, and, and so then I'm just constantly thinking, sorry, think, constantly thinking about the work and, um and, and not getting any time away from work. Were you taking that commute time and working during that time too at the beginning? Oh yeah, most definitely. Um, and then some. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. what switched? Like what made you snap back to like, oh, I could be exercising during this time? 
uh, I just was tired. <laughs> I was tired and um, I was just burnt out from the work and not really like this was, I think, a problem that a lot of people on my team were having. And so I think we were all feeling this way of just like, yeah, not really like feeling good, you know, and then there's just a whole general like the mood of the country was down. <laughs> and oh, yeah. so, you know, it's like, OK, I get I work crazy hours and then I turn my brain off. But when I turn my brain off, there's still depressing things going on in our world and it's just in my face. Mm -hmm. And so it was one of those things where it's like, OK, there's nothing good happening outside of work for, for me Then I need to at least like I need to make time for it to be good. So do you I, feel like you and your team are able to ever talk about that? And like oh. together kind of plan on being like, no, we got to take a step back here. Yeah, we started doing. Uh, so in the office, we would every month we would have a birthday celebration for everybody. Good. And that stopped with the pandemic. And so we picked that up uh, again. So it was a birthday call where we would celebrate the people who had a birthday or a work anniversary that month. Um, and so it wasn't obviously the same because we didn't have cake or anything fun, but we would we would just take a little bit of time where we could just crack jokes and have a good time. Yeah. Um, we stopped doing every month, but now we've picked back up. Uh, we're, we're doing uh, holiday things. Um, and then we're also doing uh, just like it has nothing necessarily to do with holidays or at birthdays or anniversaries, but we're just having time together to do fun stuff. Like a team builder type activity. Yeah, exactly. Okay. How many months did you not do anything before you started that virtually? How many birthday months did you have to make up for? Um, well, so we did one right after the pandemic started because we had mm -hmm. already planned on doing something. So then mm -hmm. they were like, well, we still want to do it. And it was virtual. And then it just yeah. kind of dropped off everyone's radar. And I would say it was probably like maybe three or four months. Mm -hmm. Um that we just didn't do anything. And everyone is just like full steam ahead for those three months while you were trying to like reconfigure everything. Right. Had everyone at that point had the opportunity to work from home before the pandemic started? Did everyone at least have a work from home setup of some sort? Right. We'd all, we'd all done that one day a week thing. So we were all familiar with the idea of working from home, just not yeah. every day. Okay. I'm sure that helped though, because there were a lot of people that got sent home that had no plan, no plan, like no internet, you know, everything. Right. Did you ever end up bumping up your internet speed at all? I'm like with the max um, speed with Cox internet here in the Valley. Mm -hmm. I don't. Yeah. We, um, we, do we increase it? I can't remember. No. So what we did was I had a technician come out because the problem wasn't necessarily the speed. It was the connection itself. Yeah. And so we had technicians come out and they were actually going to the, uh, the box on the street, like not yeah. even on our yeah. street, but on like the main road uh -huh. for the internet provider. And like the technicians actually like rewiring things because he's like, yeah, this is old and it's messed up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Um, yeah, <laughs> that was a hard time. We 
I've, I've had that happen before, um, where there were like loose connections or something and it would be affected by weather, rain, like humid weather, like for whatever reason, like they said, it was like the little rubber seals. I don't know what they were called, um, around some of, I, I shouldn't be talking about this cause I don't know the terminology for any of the pieces. <laughs> um, but yeah, it would take sometimes three technicians to come out before they'd find that problem and then fix it. I also learned that, um, you know, routers kind of expire <laughs> after when they get closer to two years old or so. And I've always just rented mine and returned mine and gotten the fresh one every couple of years, but I'm sure I'd probably save money to just buy him mine. What, what do you, what <laughs> yeah, do you guys we, do? They, they had to, um, they sent out a new router, mm-hmm. um, with the different options for bandwidth and yep. it, was, it was a better router, um, yeah. than what we had. And yeah, probably could get one ourselves, but I've just always rented it. So, well, if I'm going to be upgrading as soon as I have an issue and it's been like 18 months, I think like the, um, Cox internet, they'll, they'll swap it out. They'll try to probably charge you more for the next one. But you know, if you negotiate, (laughs) usually comes out in your favor. So, Mm -hmm. um, what kind of workflow do you have? You said you spend a lot of time on your computer and you're not really on video very often. Are you like straight up like typing or um, you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I'm doing a lot of research um, and then uh, preparing reports uh, based off of what the request is um, and then doing doing analysis based on if a client has a question or if we're just doing, we have a lot of like, annual quarterly monthly research projects that we'll do to see how things are going um, to assist a client. Uh, So uh, we'll have that. And um, I do a lot of client relationship um, communication back and forth, but a lot of it is just by phone um, because that's what we were doing prior to the pandemic. So we, we were doing just all of our client relationship work was done via the phone so there's you just no pick reason up the to phone and and call them exactly what about internally do you use um any kind of chat system or emails uh to communicate with your team yeah so we um all have microsoft machines um so we use teams microsoft teams and um and outlook and so we we use just a lot of the and then the one drive to be able to do file sharing that sort yeah. of thing so um, we, yeah, basically keep it just to the Microsoft tools. Um, I've obviously, I've worked with other companies using Slack and all sorts of other things, um, but they just keep it here all within just one uh, house with Microsoft. So this is branching out into a little bit more social stuff, but um, have you found yourself using any of these, I don't know, platforms, Zoom and the others um, with family members too during this time? Yeah, yeah, we um we did uh, I'm trying to think. We did a couple calls, a couple Zoom calls with uh my family. So my um my parents are in San Diego. Uh a couple of my brothers uh live in Orange County, all in California. So mm-hmm. um yeah, we did a lot of uh FaceTime and Zoom calls with everybody to be able to speak with them and catch up. Um, my in-laws live pretty close, so we were able to do a lot of things directly with them, um, kind of keeping them in our bubble. Mm-hmm. 
but we did some Zoom calls with some extended family on the East Coast. Um, so yeah, um, kept it pretty basic as far as yeah, just Zoom and FaceTime. Yeah, we started a Zoom call with my family and we're still going. It's been, you know, 18 months or more now. And someone asked me the other day, they're like, do you feel like your family has grown together or grown apart during this time? And frankly, you know, a lot of families are struggling. Um, The political scene is tricky these days. Um, The pandemic, you know, has taken out the best and the worst in a lot of people. Um, but I feel like my immediate family with my brothers and sisters has grown closer because we had never had a weekly call before, you know, I feel like we've gotten more close in the last year than we had in the last 10 years, Mm. but that's not everybody. (laughs) And I acknowledge that. So what about social life? Um, how has being away from the office impacted your and I don't know, are you a people person, Andrew, or not as much? I am. Um, I, I definitely am an extrovert. Uh, it was tough. It was really tough at first. I think that uh, it was something, again, I was working constantly. So I wasn't consciously thinking about the fact that like, hey, I don't have these relationships anymore. Mm-hmm. And like, and how see, I have the relationship with my wife, see her every day but it's just the people that you would go in and you would see from another place and have a fresh um, conversation with them. And so we weren't having that. And um, so that was something that was really hard on me. And that's kind of been nice uh, with through like vaccinations and whatever, like, even though I'm still working from home, I'm able to have interactions with other people safely. And it's kind of just been really refreshing for the soul. I think that you were possibly the very first person you and the guy who helped deliver that fridge you might have been the very first people that like crossed the threshold into our house during the pandemic that's right I remember <laughs> yeah we just we were like well I'm I'm vaccinated and so we were like okay we're all good and so yeah the fridge so yeah because like the kids everyone was like eager to see like other humans <laughs> yeah it's pretty interesting and- yeah. And like my daughter has really enjoyed even getting to come. And um, I think the production of like coming to pick up the key for when we're going to house it for you and to drop it off, you know, to get to see like other people. I mean, obviously they're in school now, so they're seeing people. And we've had a few people that we weren't in their bubble, but we were like on the fringe of their bubble. Mm-hmm. And we would do like an outdoor play date a few times, like with masks right. and kids before they're vaccinated. Um but, you know, it's kind of exciting to think, you know, we're, we're getting back into those times where maybe I might even set up like a table outside on my driveway and just be like game night. Yeah. <laughs> I saw you guys had um, ticket to ride at your house. And I'm like, I need people who will play that with me because my family all hates it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, yeah, we love it. So we actually met because of not, I, I keep referring um, to the buy nothing project, um, but we actually met through our like neighborhood community. Like we live in a small HOA. It's not a big one. Mm-hmm. It's pretty, it's pretty cozy. Um, I don't know how many hundreds of houses there are, but it's not a ton. No. Um, and you posted, you had a, a fridge for sale and we responded to that. And then your wife posted looking for a cat sitter. Right. Um, and, you know, that's another nice way to make friends with neighbors, I think. Yep. yep. Is to just be involved in this sort of thing. And I, we had lived here for like three or four years before I even joined that group. 
I think it's gotten more active more recently too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we, we just said, does anyone have a truck? And some guy who was like brand new to our neighborhood, like I think he had just moved in. He volunteered because we're like, we, we just need a truck to get us like two blocks on the street. We can't carry this thing. <laughs> so yeah, have you felt roll. like you've been in Arizona for a few years? Did yes. you already have a community of people like through your wife's family or just from being in the area or was everyone um, from work? Yeah. Um, so I've been, Natalie and I moved here in 2013, okay. uh, right before we got married. And um, let's see, I've, um, yeah, we have, we have a few friends from a couple of different places. Um, I used to work for a company in Tempe. Uh, and so I still have a couple of friends from that work that um, I connect with. And then a couple of people from church um, that, that we have, um, we just develop relationships with, uh, mm-hmm. over time. And, um, so yeah, just a, a few, um, a few close people that we have here in the Valley. And then my, my in-laws, um, they moved as well. And so they live just a couple of hours away from us. So mm-hmm. we get to, um, when, when the heat gets really bad, we go up there <laughs> up to the, to the cooler temps. Yeah. Right. Right. And this is the, um, the in-laws, the, the father-in-law who can fix anything. Yes. Yes. The handyman. So <laughs> nice. Yep. We haven't really talked much about your pets. Um, but that's oh. another way that we've connected. And I know that's a big part of your family. Um, mm-hmm. yes, we have, uh, two cats and a bird. Um, I apologize if you can hear the bird. He's okay. He, he, he likes to talk. Um, I mean, it's a pleasant sound, so I don't care. I haven't noticed, but pleasant to you. <laughs> <True>. uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, we've had the two cats since we actually moved to Arizona. Um, the mom had the babies on our patio, and so they kind of adopted us. And so we've um, we've had uh, the two cats since 2013 and um a mom and a daughter and um we've had the bird since uh, i don't know 2019 i think um it was found at the junior high uh where my wife was working at and nobody wanted it and natalie loves birds so even though i hate them uh we still got it <laughs> like found in a building found in a cage i'm not sure i think it was like on the grounds and somebody was like it it was just like hanging out and wasn't leaving. It looked like a domesticated bird and it just maybe escaped kind of thing. That's, it either escaped or somebody didn't want it anymore and they just let it into the wild and a domesticated bird, like it's a parakeet. It's not going to just like go and fend for itself. No. So, um, oh boy. So we took it in and, um, yeah. So, um, you are home during the day and you've got the cats and you've also got the whole house. So mm-hmm. how are you balancing your time with household responsibilities, the animals and work? <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I mean, work is work. And so I try to make sure that I'm focused on my work during the time frame. It also, again, helps with the like whole idea of like not, extending the workday and then getting burnt out and just getting frustrated. So I try to, to do my best to keep the work time to the work time. Um, but 
there's things that I can do that are not that big of a deal, like setting things like laundry or dishwasher, things that it's like, okay, I got them ready in the morning before I started. And so then I just let it go. Or I take a break. I'm taking a 15 minute break, taking the time away from the computer. Uh, let me go do that. Um, just keep my, my brain uh, not occupied with something because it's a, it's a mundane task. So um, I, but I think the day can still get away from me. So I do use this, um, this reminder app. It's called, um, it's on my phone and it's called any, any dot do. I don't understand the name of it. A-N-Y dot D-O. Um, and it's just, it's a, it's a free app and it's basically just a reminders um, thing. It's a little bit more, I have an iPhone, it's a little bit more intuitive than the like reminders app that's on the iPhone. Um, so I like it because it just, it gives me a checklist. So I feel good about checking things off and it crosses them off. Um, I can edit things. I can make like sub lists. So if I want to put the grocery list in there. Um, so uh, it kind of helps keep those things out of my brain so that then I don't have to worry about them. And I just know that it'll come up. Um, it's also nice too, because like if I want to have stuff that I know needs to get done after work, I just put it all in there and then it comes up. I can set reminders or times and it'll just come up um, at the end of the day. So then I can get started on them. I never really got into using the reminders app on my iPhone. I usually end up using just um, the calendar and just right. put in reminders. Mm -hmm. So how is it different from reminders versus a calendar? Um, so it's it starts, uh, the format is a list. Um, okay. So instead of it being just a calendar with like little dots for the day, it's a list and it'll say like today and it'll give you a list of things. And then what's cool is you can plan out. Um, okay, I have things that need to be done tomorrow or sometime this week. So it'll have like today, tomorrow, and then upcoming. And then it also has like some time. And so then I have a list of things that when I have time or like things like big projects that I know are not going to get done right away, but I have them in the kind of the background on the, on my radar. Um, I just have them there at the bottom. Mm -hmm. Can you move things from one day to the next? Like, like I didn't get to it. I need to yep. try again. Mulligan. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know what? Today we're just not going to get these things done. Um, and so then, yeah, I just move it to, um, to the next day or be like, you know what, this really isn't going to happen this week. It's going to take longer. I can move it to another week. So it's, it's really nice because it's like, it also keeps my personal stuff separate from my work stuff, uh, which I like. Some yeah. people like to have it all combined. Mm -hmm. Like I'll look at other people's outlooks and they've got their personal stuff in there. And I'm like, from, I get why they do that. Cause then it helps just have it all in one place. Mm -hmm. But for me, it's easier to just have the work stuff separated from the personal stuff. As long as I don't get confused and like, you know, have reminders on one and then the other and conflicts. Right. <laughs> well, that's I don't like that. And that's maybe, you know, I, again, I work a pretty consistent schedule. Right. Um, so it's like, I know that the work stuff is going to happen in the work time as outside of the, that time frame. 
Did the division of labor in your household change at all when you ended up staying working from home and she ended up heading back to school? Um, not really. Um, I mean, no, not really. Uh, I think it's just that when things get done, changed as far as like laundry, dishes, um, cooking, you know, we've, we've always kind of worked together on like the chores and, and doing the cooking and doing the cleaning. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of that just changed as far as when it was going to get done. Andrew, I feel like I read somewhere that you said something about like identity protection. Can you talk about, was that a your current role or previous role? Sure. So in my last job, uh, before I started working for PCG, um, I worked for, uh, like it's gone through a couple of different name changes, but it used to be LifeLock. Uh, and so I worked in the call center. Um, I wasn't necessarily a part of the, um, like the background technical part of it. Um, but then I moved into an analyst um, within the service area, service and sales uh, for the company. I think I wanted to ask you about that more, <laughs> maybe for personal reasons, but like with the pandemic, um, I feel like people have really like dialed in and are trying to like just steal people's identity <laughs> all the time these days. Um, you know, financial information is just kind of like escalated. Mm-hmm. Uh, any tips or tricks from that era of your life that you'd like to share? Sure. Like, well, um, I mean, there's a lot of, I think a, a lot of what changed with regards to the pandemic was the nature of it in that because everything is was kind of completely digital um as opposed to you know where you were doing a lot of in-person things before now you're doing everything online and uh, so that really changed the nature of a lot of how information is accessed and this is something even to this day with my current job that i deal with is you know having um a VPN, a virtual private network when you're okay, going online yep. is very helpful. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then also just, I mean, it's, it can be a little bit time consuming, but it is so helpful is having a password manager. Yeah. Um, just because that was something that as everybody's creating online accounts for everything, it's like you need to have a complicated password. Otherwise, and it has to be different from what else, from where you go and other places, because it would cause, it would make it so much easier for an identity thief to just be able to go, okay, well, let me just go to this website and see if this password works Mm -hmm. with this email address. So having it mix up is really helpful. Thank you for that. I um, need to remember to remind like, my family members about that. Cause I feel like since I have talked with a few people like internet security guy and a few other people about such things, um, I may be more aware of that than everybody in my life. So good tips. Mm-hmm. Um, I usually, we, we still have a few minutes before we have to wrap up, but I usually like to ask people like something that they struggled with, like when they first started working from home that they've overcome, maybe something that we haven't already talked about. Um, if you're giving advice to someone who's worked from home and um, maybe for the pandemic, but are thinking about doing it long-term and like having to like, you know, drill down and be like, I'm going to make this serious. And it's not just like a, you know, two month temporary thing. Any advice right. that comes to mind? Yeah, I'll, I would say two things come to my mind. Um, first off is the physical slash like eye or visual aspect of working from home. 
mm-hmm. um, especially because so much of working from home is through a computer. Um, so first off, making sure that you're taking time away um, from the screen. I'm not wearing them right now, but I usually have uh, the blue screen glasses. I'm wearing mine right now. They reflect yes. blue when the light shines on them. <laughs> right, right. Uh, those things are really helpful. And um, then also just the physical part of it in doing um, different things to get the body moving. Um, oftentimes, uh, lunchtime, I don't take a full, like, long hour lunch break um, just because I would get bored. But uh, what I do is I usually take at least 10 to 15 minutes, if not more. And I just do a walk around the neighborhood. Um, not during the summertime, but um, <laughs> but uh, during, I mean, once like September rolls around, I'm usually doing doing a quick walk um, at the very least around the neighborhood um, just to kind of give my body a break. Um, and like, I'm not even looking at my phone, you know, looking at other stuff to distract me. Like I just completely escape from it all. I also... Um, there's this uh, person, uh, she has a YouTube page. Her name is Adrienne. She does yoga and she does all types of yoga for all types of scenarios. Um, and she has one, it's like, it's called office yoga. And so it's like something where if you're like, you just need a couple of minutes and you really need to just stretch your body out. And it's like five minutes of just like, you know, doing these different yoga techniques from a chair. Okay. Um, so, I mean, but you can also, I mean, you can get up and do some sort of movement. So I do that as well, um, just to be able to kind of help get my body stretched out. It's really nice. So uh, yoga and walking, anything else? Um, and then the other thing that I was going to say, this is, this is kind of separate from like the whole like physical thing of it, but it's kind of just like for the brain, for the soul is the connections um, you know, when the pandemic first hit, you couldn't see anybody because we didn't know how to fight the virus. And now that we do, it's like you still we're still working. A lot of us are working from home to protect ourselves, but we are able to connect with people uh, to be able to, you know, just give ourselves that time um, for for each other. And that has been so helpful. Um, I started going to a uh, I started I joined a Dungeons and Dragons group. Um, So at first we were doing it virtual, but even virtual, it was still tons of fun because it was like laughing and joking and just having a good time with people that I don't see every day. So it was just like, it was so refreshing. (laughs) Um, I should have, I should introduce you to my brother, not my brother, actually my brothers are really big into it and they're making their own like dice and they're making their own like um they're doing 3d printing and printing their own i don't know what you call them the little figurines miniatures yeah thank you probably they don't want me to call them figurines um and i have a cousin who writes like dungeons and dragons um the campaign i don't know storylines and yeah whatever awesome yeah so i mean it's my episode number one you have to go back and listen to that oh okay i i definitely (laughs) will that's exciting yeah Uh, what were you gonna say well, I mean, it's just it's stuff like that that I started doing now that we have ways to be able to protect ourselves through the mask or the vaccine. So I was just started doing that. And like it's I could sell not even just within like me personally, but in my relationship with Natalie, like things started to improve because it was like 
you're not the only person that I'm interacting with. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, you know, it's like we, it was just so refreshing and so helpful to, yeah. to be able to have that time. I think when I had my first coffee date with a friend, um, it was earlier in the pandemic. It was like summertime and it was hot because it was like 107 degrees and it's Arizona. And it, we were just going to meet for coffee on like the curb in a parking lot. Like mm -hmm. we just found a shade, shady spot under a tree and our coffee date turned into like four hours. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, I, I we were talked just to you. Hungry for it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. For sure. So that's that's been really helpful. If anyone were to try to find you, how would they be able to reach out to you if they wanted to send you a message or something? Um uh well, I have social media, but I really don't post a lot of things because I don't usually have interesting things to say. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah i mean i'm on twitter and facebook and um linkedin um okay. as well linkedin Andrew i Jones. can put your links into the show notes or your best yeah. one i'll let you pick yeah sure <laughs> all right any final thoughts before we wrap it up today um no i don't think so this has been great thank you so much for having this time to talk april it's been fun. I have enjoyed actually interviewing quite a few people from the region, like from, you know, the, the Phoenix metro area recently. And I did it semi-intentionally, you know, obviously it's easy for me to connect with people that I, you know, meet in real life, but also it's just interesting to me to see how many different kinds of positions there are, like how many different kinds of jobs, like people work from home in so many different capacities. And I think it's just interesting to see the variety and the diversity, even in a, in the same um, geographical area. Yeah, totally. All right. Well, thank you so much, Andrew. I think we're going to call it. And this has been Andrew Jones with April Malone and Yes, I Work From Home, and we will see you next time. Thank you so much. You're welcome.